You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Caller number 10 at 800-636-1067. Congrats, you're winning a four-pack of tickets to the D.C. Defenders home opener Join the Defenders this Sunday, February 19th at Audi Field, 8 p.m. game. Got a holiday the next day. They take on the Seattle Sea Dragons. Be there all season long. Get your Defenders season tickets today, starting at just 20 bucks per game. Buy now at xfl.com slash tickets or visit thefandc.com slash contests. That's a great prize. This is going to be a fun weekend in D.C. sports. And it will be capped off on Sunday night here in D.C. at Audi Field with the Defenders kicking off a brand new season. Without further ado, let's get to your Beltway Blitz. Caps, Commanders on deck and in the hole. We start on the hardwood. Chase Hughes, NBCSportsWashington.com. Chase, why don't we begin with the Wizards? You know, Through a quarter against the Golden State Warriors, all was well. But then the wheels came off a little bit. They were up by 10. They lost. By nine, what happened? Yeah, the lead actually went to 15 points. And at one point, they were down by 20. So that's a 35-point swing. And I think it was all about three-point defense. You know, the Wizards had a few games just like this about nine, ten days ago. They were up 20 against the Blazers. They were up 23 against the Nets on back-to-back nights. And they lost both of those games. And three-point defense was the biggest problem then. And it was the biggest problem last night. And the Warriors... We're missing Stephen Curry, who is the greatest three-point shooter of all time, uh, but they still had plenty of firepower, and it was uh, you know, a situation where in the first half the Warriors got hot, they made 10 threes, and I'm sure the Wizards coaching staff was very keen on making sure that didn't happen again in the second half, and what did they do? They went out and made 10 more threes and shot 50% from beyond the arc for the night. Chase, post-trade deadline, I mean, listen, I know what they would say, that it was a significant move that they moved on from Rui, and, you know, they bought out Will Barton, and they couldn't get him a second-round pick for him, which is a pretty big disappointment. But So they'd say they made significant moves. I'd say they kind of stood pat, and, and I kind of don't understand that exactly. They didn't sell to plan for the future. They didn't buy to try to make a run at something this year. They just kind of are, and they're right about where they should be, the 9 or 10 seed uh, at this point. What's the vision? I think it relates to wanting to re-sign Kyle Kuzma and making sure that you can re-sign Kristaps Porzingis if need be. Um, you know, the Wizards have been down this path before where they've, got, they've had guys that they want to re-sign in the offseason. But on top of having Bradley Beal with a Supermax contract and Porzingis, his price probably at least doubling from $13 million next year and the sort of uncertainty surrounding Kristaps Porzingis who's due $36 million next year, it's just a lot of money that you have to reserve and allocate if you want to do that. So I think that uh, you know played a big factor in their decision making. And um, you know they looked at some needs, three point shooting, defense. I think in particular, 
Um, they were targeting a backup forward, you know, just in case of injury to to better withstand the loss of a guy like Kyle Kuzma or Denny Abdi, because they've had a lot of trouble compensating for injuries this year. But it came down to not wanting to give up draft picks or take on future salary, and that goes back to the Kyle Kuzma, Christoph Porzingis situation and wanting to re-sign those guys. When Kuzma, when the season ends, Kuzma obviously needs to be re-upped, as you just said. What kind of money are we talking about, and how likely are they to get a deal done? And then what's the deal with, you mentioned Kristaps and the opt-out possibility as well. I mean, how, how likely would they be to bring him back as well? Well, first on Kyle Kuzma, he's making $13 million next year on a player option, so he's going to decline that. We've known he would for years. I think the price will probably at least double. I think you're probably talking between the 25 and $30 million range. Um, he's uh, played his cards very, very well, uh, You know, scoring 20 points per game this year. Um, he's got a franchise that is very motivated to re-sign him, and I like their chances, too. You know, you look at the teams out there with money to, to pay him, and you know, the Wizards aren't exactly title contenders right now, but they can give him a decent situation in terms of at least competing for the playoffs. They've also got his childhood best friend on the roster, his college teammate, so it's a comfortable place for him. And I think it's also a good place for him to develop as a player, which is very important for him as he chooses his next destination. And when it comes to Porzingis, it's a, more of a wild card because he is due $36 million next year. But I had an agent recently say that he's got to opt out because – um, you know, what if he can't stay healthy next year? Because he's been able to stay healthy this year. That's obviously been a concern for him throughout his career. And that same agent said, you know, maybe he opts out of $36 million and, and he comes in a little bit lower than that, but on more years. You know, maybe it's $29, $30 million, but it's on a multi, multiple-year contract. So I think that's probably the range that he's looking at. But, you know, Porzingis, if he continues to stay healthy and play well, the price is certainly going to keep going up, not down. Chase, thank you as always, buddy. Appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. Anytime. Yeah, man. Talk soon. Hit that cap sounder, please. Voice of the Caps, John Walton joins us here on the Beltway Blitz talking caps. John, it sounds like they'll be without Alex Ovechkin for a little while. Totally understand something serious going on with his family, it sounds like. But how do they deal with that? That's a great question, Danny. And I think when this team is already struggling to score goals, and first and foremost, the thoughts and concerns with Alex's family, and I think that's where a lot of our heads are right now after this morning. But as they hit the ice tonight with Carolina, this team over the last 14 games is averaging about two and a quarter goals per game. And no one up front has really been able to score with any kind of consistency. They've had trouble on the power play. They've had trouble at five on five. We're going to see a vastly different look tonight, obviously, without Alex in the lineup. So a lot of line shuffling that's going to happen. But no matter what happens, this is a huge week. I mean, when you look at Carolina tonight, they lead the division. Florida's chasing you. They're here Thursday. The outdoor game in Raleigh on Saturday and all the pomp and circumstance that's surrounding that, you got to get wins. I mean, you win three out of every five the rest of the way, you're going to make the playoffs. Anything less than that, you're going to have a tough time making it, and I think that's the challenge that they've got to face here with or without number eight. Yeah, and, and John, that's one thing, right? I, I think they're actually over 500 without Ovi over the last – three seasons because everyone kind of buckles down for a game or two at a time. But here's the problem is you also don't have Willie. You also don't have Carly. You also don't have Doubter. I mean, what's the update on any of those other guys? Is there a chance? I know it's unlikely tonight any of those guys play, but might they have them for the outdoor game or the Florida game? Because as you said, this is as big a week as, as they've got in the next probably month or so. Yeah, and to your point, Grant, I mean, yeah, all those guys being out is a different problem, and the guys who are in haven't been scoring. I don't get any sense, and there really hasn't been a lot of good intel 
on Wilson or Dowd, except that we didn't see him on the ice this morning, even in a non-contact jersey. I'm saying they're not going to be available on Saturday just because you only have tomorrow to practice. You have a Thursday game against Florida, and the team, we're leaving right after the game Thursday night for what we hope will be, weather permitting, an outdoor skate Friday night at Carter-Finley Stadium. It's going to be very difficult to find the practice time to get these guys up to speed. I think they're going to have to win without them this week, and that's tough. I mean, when you've got the guys who are not scoring on this team and of the guys who are in the lineup, I mean, they're just, there hasn't been enough offense across the board, and that's got to change, and it's got to be that next man uh, up mentality, and maybe they can win it for Alex. I mean, I, that, that's not a bad rallying cry uh, given what happened this morning. Uh, hopefully that's what we see here tonight and moving forward. You touched on it. I think it's two goals or less than six of the last nine, John. I mean, easier said here, where does that offense come from? Well, there's some guys that need to get better. I mean, you've got Sonny Milano's only got one goal in his last 13. Anthony Mantha, none at 11. You've got Lars Zeller, none in 17 now. Uh, TJ Oshie's gone a little quiet. He's zero in his last five. Evgeny Kuznetsov does have two in his last three, and I really hope, guys, that he turns the corner because he was without a goal for the 15 that came before yeah. that. So uh, number 92 is always a good place to start. I need more from Anthony Mantha, guys. It just hasn't been there. He didn't have, doesn't have a goal since late December, and that just won't get it done. You've got to get him going, and no better time now. He's going to be an elevated role tonight. He's in the top six. He's going to get the minutes. He's got to deliver. Hey, I want to sneak one in just personally. I'm pretty excited. I'm driving out to Raleigh. I'm going to go to the outdoor game. I mean, what do you make of, of what that experience could be like for the Caps? For people that don't know, it's, it's Saturday night. Uh, they're going to be playing the uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, near the campus, I think, of NC State, right? Yeah, it's funny. It's right next door to where we usually play at the NC thought, Arena. Yeah. So uh, I, same parking lot, same everything, just a slightly different venue for this one. Grant, it's going to be awesome. I mean, you have 58,000 people there. It's been sold out forever. The fans are fired up. Uh, we had Mike Maniscalco, their TV broadcaster, on our podcast this morning, and the whole state is just ready to turn out for this. And listen, it's a big event town down there, and they know how to party. So I'd say for an 8 o'clock game, they're going to be tailgating. There's a, the parking lot. They, they tailgate for normal games, for normal Hurricanes games. I can only imagine uh, what it's going to look like. It's going to be a party. It's going to be a lot of fun. Kenny and I are actually on the glass for this one. So we're going to be pretty visible to all involved uh, right at the blue line. Uh, and uh, Ben Raby's going to be with us. So it's going to be nuts. Uh, we're looking forward to it. We're dressing warm. We got our boots. We got our coats. Uh, we're Going down the checklist before we leave, we got to bring a lot more gear for this one than we normally do. John, I always appreciate it, buddy. Have a great call tonight, man. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. See you, my friend. Hit that commander sounder, please. All right. How about it, Darren Haynes, WSA 9, to talk about those commanders. Darren, this OC search was dragging on. It was taking its sweet time. I wondered why. Maybe they were holding out for Eric Bieniemy. What can you tell us? Uh, well, I knew from, from the people that I spoke to that they were waiting for uh, a guy like Eric uh, Bieniemy and, and the Chiefs to kind of finish their playoff run so they can get their their interview going, talking to a few people. Uh, but now, you know, I, I the the question is is you know who are the Washington Commanders going to possibly get? Who are they going to hire? And and at first, I was thinking, you know, Eric Bieniemy, a good thing for him if he was going to leave Kansas City would be go would be to go to the Baltimore Ravens because you have that star court, quarterback of Lamar Jackson when they figured some things out with his contract situation. But now that they fill that spot, I just can't see why Eric would want to leave that good situation that he has in Kansas City to come into a place like Washington, where there are a few gray areas. It's not a solidified, 
winning uh, franchise like the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, but then they're interviewing Greg Roman, which I think kind of will fit the style of what Ron Rivera has been talking about and what he wants. Um, so that's where I think we're kind of at. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards a Greg Roman coming here to Washington. Seems like a fit for what they want to be running the football and all the success he's had doing that over the years. As far as the enemy goes, though, would you expect him to choose Washington? The other landing spots would be staying in Kansas City, maybe Tampa Bay or Arizona. Obviously, the Bucks and the Cardinals, like Washington, have defensive coordinators turn head coaches who are defensive-minded. Of those four opportunities, where would you rank Washington among them? Oh, I, I, I hate talking bad about Washington. I know they, they obviously they're trying a lot of things to improve. And we all want them to improve. The more they win, the better our jobs are. But I think that will probably be on the bottom of the list just because of just the situation that Ron Rivera is going into uh, in, in this season. We don't know if Ron's going to be back, you know, if, if they have a losing season next year. And, and, and a new head coach can come in and then totally change things. You can have a new owner come in and say, you know what, I don't want Ron. I don't want this guy and totally change everything. Um, that's why I just I can't see if it – I know Eric, he wants a head coaching position, but like to put himself in a spot where he could be in a worse situation with no job at all after one year, I, I, don't, I, I don't think that's a good risk, and that's why I think Washington will probably rank last on that list. Darren, I know Ron said that it's business as usual. I mean, Mike Rizzo said that too, and they spent like $8.11 on, on players. You know, like I don't think anything is business as usual because you touched on it. This is a crazy situation they're in right now. What have you heard? And, and, and where I'm going with that is would they even be able to pay Bianami's asking price? You know, it doesn't seem like business as usual to me. <laughs> so, so what's interesting is, and I, and I had to go back to like situations where new ownership was taking over at, at previous companies that I used to work for. And a lot of times when that happens, like you can't, spend what you want to spend because you don't know if the new owner is going to want to pay that particular bill. And the thing with Eric Bieniemy, you know, he's on the highest of highs right now. They just came off the Super Bowl, so you know that price tag just went crazy high. He's like a he's like a coach version of Deron Payne. Like he coming off a great season where no you know if they're going to want to bring him in, they're going to have to pay him good money, and that may not work in Washington's favor in regards to who they want really want to bring in. They may want Eric. He may be their top choice. Um, but, you know, numbers-wise, it could be a better situation for him staying in Kansas City. Darren, we always appreciate you hopping on the Blitz, buddy. Thanks so much. All I'm going to say is, 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 is Danny, I, I heard your left hand went up earlier this week. I'm wearing you down, brother. I'm going to give you the day off. We'll, I'll see you back here next time. That sounds good, Darren. I always appreciate you coming on and the kind words. My man. Thank you Left very hand much. up. Nope. My hand is up. Shut up, Danny. You embarrass right. me in front of Darren Haynes. My hand is up. Like, unbelievable. Unbelievable you would do that to me. He did text me the other day when you said your left hand was up for some reason. I don't remember exactly what was going on. But uh, he's like, I think we're getting to I it. think we got him. I said, you're making progress. There's no doubt it's, about it's that. In one direction or another, progress is being made. Derek Carr officially released by the Raiders. There is no draft pick compensation to trade for Carr. You're not inheriting that massive contract where he's due $40 million over the next couple seasons each year. Does that change the math at all for the Commanders? Let's play a little Derek Carr or Sam Howell. We'll get into that next on GND. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Carl Miller, a good block and downfield. He's got Waller inside the five. Goal to go. Derek Carr's run with the Raiders is over. Nine seasons for Derek Carr in Vegas. Now 31 years old. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan. He has been released. He is available to sign anytime he wants to with another team. Says he's going to take his time and he'll go through all of the prospective calls that come in and meet with teams and try to make sure he gets this right for his second act in the NFL after being in Oakland to start his career then in Vegas for the last three seasons with the Raiders since they made him a second-round pick. Nine seasons, man, that seems like... I would have lost that. Yeah. I would have said six, maybe seven. 36th overall pick, 2014 draft. We'll get into Carr in a second. I just saw this. The fellas put this in our uh, show chat, and I wanted to pass this along because it's it's funny. So NFL memes as an account puts out all kinds of... Uh, wacky off the beaten path content. And today they had a bunch of Valentines themed to players around the NFL. Sure. So it was, you know, making jokes about, making fun of different things that happened all NFL season tied to Valentine's Day. So they have a picture of James Bradbury of the Eagles and it says, I'll hold you when it matters most. And then you can add to and from. And so this is obviously Super Bowl callback. Reference to that, yep. In reference to Bradbury grabbing Juju Smith-Schuster and holding him at the end of the Super Bowl. So Juju Smith-Schuster saw this today, I guess, and really liked it. So he posted it on Twitter as a Valentine and says, Happy Valentine's Day, everybody, with a heart. And it's Bradbury saying he'll hold you when it matters most. And as you can imagine, that got a huge amount of response. Our guy Ross Tucker, who's based in the Philly area, Said more like, I'll barely touch you when I don't need to touch you at all because the ball is not going to get to you anyway. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that were upset at him, sure. it seems like. Well, that in and of itself wasn't why I bring it up. A.J. Brown saw this and responded. The lead receiver in Philadelphia, one of the best receivers in football. A.J. Brown retweeting Juju Smith-Schuster and says, 
First off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. A.J. Brown's response to Juju Smith-Schuster. That's pretty good. The the, the biting little, um, what's the, uh, what do the kids say, the chef's kiss or whatever well, the, the thing the is? The line that cuts TikTok to the boy. core is TikTok, is TikTok boy. boy. Yeah. <laughs> your one-year deal. That one got me. I, I, just, I think it's funny. They said, on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. Pretty great. It's pretty disrespectful to call somebody that. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that like that means that you're a stud that you have prodigious skill. Yeah. Because yep. that like that, I need to know what is that. So we used to say that in the '90s. Okay. I, I don't know if that's it's made its way back 30 years later. I think it has. I'm starting to see it more and more. You like, see that again? You're not like that. And I'm like, well, like what? And you're like, like that? Because people would just say, dude, it's like that. And I'm like, oh, right. that means it's very good. Yes. All right. We all agree. We high five. Uh, Juju's a better player than A.J. Brown's acting like he is here, for the record. But uh, he's certainly not on A.J. Brown's level. And no reason to Joan on Bradbury. You don't need to kick a man while he's down. But overall, good little back and forth on social I like, media. I like there. that. Now, it, it's not the same as you know players hitting each other's guts and you know seeing blue, not you know refusing to change teams. And you know if Joe Gibbs sees blue, he throws up, like the Cowboy stuff. But this is the modern version of that. I'll take a social media repartee here and there. Bring yeah. some animosity back. Harmless fun. Uh, so let's get to Derek Carr then. Carr was bad this season. Had the worst year of his career. Really struggled in his first year in a new offense with new head coach Josh McDaniels. Ended up getting benched going into the final two games of the season, at which time of his benching, uh, he was leading the NFL in interceptions. Ended up with 14 just off the pace for the most in football. But he had not missed a game since 2017. And in fact, had missed two total games in his career uh, before the, the two games at the end of this season. And I'm not even sure, but I, I think one, at least one of those games he missed earlier in his career was sitting at the end of the year before the playoffs. I uh, got hurt one time as well. But Carr is now available. Ian Rappaport is saying that the Saints and the Panthers are two teams that are going to be interested. We know that the Saints already brought him into their facility for a meeting. The Panthers make sense because they now have Frank Reich, so that would, I think, be a fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have swung and missed at quarterback a few times over, so they have to decide, do they want to draft a QB to add to their quarterback room, or would they rather go the veteran route again and, and see if they can get Reich and Carr working together? But I would say that's a complicated QB room, too. Very. Like, What are you going to do with Sam Darnold, who's still there? Um, P.J. Walker and Matt Corral, who they drafted in the third round last year, I guess you could move on from pretty easily. New right? coach, you're not wed to any of those guys necessarily, right? Yeah, so maybe that's what that all that is. Those two guys are kind of irrelevant. And then you got to figure out what you're doing with Darnold this offseason. So, yeah, I guess you could tie yourself to Carr if they wanted to do that. Another team I would throw out there as being in the mix maybe would be Atlanta. Like, I think if Lamar Jackson is actually tradable, they would trade for him. Remember how... Uh, aggressive they were trying to go get Deshaun Watson last off. That's right. Yeah. So I they were the leading candidate for a while. They, they have some money. Good pull. I, I wouldn't put it past them to be in play for Derek Carr. NFC South heavy, I guess. I was going to say, there's a theme there. Is the point. But uh, you don't have to pay him what was on his deal, which would have been a multiple years at 40 plus million. What do you think it's going to end up? I, I have such a tough time gauging this. So 
the betting odds market right now, according to Bet Online, has the favorite as the Panthers at plus one forty, and that is the team that I would guess, just based on bringing in Reich. I think with Reich and Carr, pretty quickly they can compete in the NFC. South. I was just thinking contract money wise, like oh, what? I, yeah, I, I had, what, what? What? Who's going to get? Him? Yeah, that's the that's the. I have such a tough time here. Like where could you get him for the like kind of similar to the Wentz deal? Somewhere in there, in the upper twenties, maybe low thirties. No, because he's it had lower a than that. Career, it's higher than that. Higher in so somewhere in the thirties. Yeah, I think he'll make thirty mil. I mean, Wentz was making twenty eight million at a time. Now it was on a previous contract. Obviously, it wasn't a new deal, mm-hmm. but at a time where he basically had one really good season, right? Carr has been a Pro Bowler four times, I think. Um, although one of them was this year, which doesn't count because he was terrible. He was really bad this year. Then yep. they had him come to the Pro Bowl, <laughs> so what does that mean? Uh, but he was a, actually a legitimate Pro Bowler three times, and there were years where he could have been. He was good enough to, and he didn't go. Um, we're talking about, though, a sample that shows this is a franchise QB, meaning, settle down, everybody, but just a guy that can start every week, and you don't have to worry about being benched. Prior to this season. And frankly, the only reason he got benched this year, if we're being serious, is because they knew they were moving on from him and they didn't want to risk an injury. They didn't bench him because he was horrendous. You know, they benched him because they knew they were going to cut him. And if he got injured, it would guarantee the contract and they couldn't move on from him. But he did have almost two to one touchdown interception ratio. You know, he would have thrown for 4,000 yards. His floor is around 27 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Like that's. The worst-case scenario, meaning middle-of-the-pack type starter, the 15th, 16th, 17th best quarterback in the league. His ceiling, I think, is what he was a couple years ago when he was a top, I don't know, 9, 10, 11 QB in football. And the reality is probably smack dab in the middle. He's probably like 13th or 14th or 15th among starters, something like that. But I would say he'll get around $30 million a year, if mm. I had to guess. What's the projection on him for uh, spot track? Let me look that up for you. I'm I'm thinking just in terms because it's so hard to gauge, right? Because this is kind of the dying solution. This used to be very commonplace. Veteran quarterback changes teams. You just do that. Teams now are are far more, I think, likely to either go with you know rookie deal, drafted, self you know drafted, developed, groomed, etc., or like disgruntled Hall of Famer. This tier, regardless of what you think of him, he's not in that disgruntled Hall of Famer caliber, and he's also not on a rookie deal. Fewer and fewer teams are kind of going down this road um, a little bit. So what I'm seeing here is $37.7 million annually, 10th <sighs> in the NFL until Burrow, Hurts, Jackson, and Herbert surpass him. Top 15 average paid quarterback to start the season. I don't, I don't think that's crazy. I mean, look. Whether or not I would want to pay it and what I think he's going to make are two different things. Yeah, very different things. It's, I mean, to me, this is just something I just wouldn't do. I would not be in this tier um, at any point in time because I just think it's sort of it's a it's a coach's fallacy, right? Where it's we're close, we just need this one thing, and they don't want to bottom out. They want to keep their gig. Me as a fan, and me as somebody that presumably I'm now in charge of an organization, I got to think beyond a one year kind of fix or a short term fix. I need the next half decade or longer sort of figured out. And if you think it's him, it may be him. It may just be that that's what it costs. It would scare the hell out of me, though, when I add Devontae Adams, have a running back rush for almost 1,700 yards, and he got that much worse. 
completion percentage dropped off by 9%, give or take. And, you know, he's going to lead the league in interceptions if he hadn't gotten benched. Just, it's not for me. So here's what I would say, though, okay? Geno Smith's a free agent quarterback this year, right? Mm -hmm. You know what PFF's projecting Geno Smith to make? Take a guess. PFF, now this is their salary cap expert, Brad Spielberger, yeah, yeah. who comes on our show, who had the four and the 80 for pain, which feels like it's spot on. And this so is this, this one year this is, wonder. This is the same thing I've seen in multiple places now for the expectation for Geno if he hits the market 32, 37 and a half. 37, gosh. Geno would get 150 million over four years. Wow. He had one good year. Yeah, he did. And it just and it, happened. By, by the way, it was the first half of the year was splendid, like MVP level good. Second half was cooled a little bit. Very average ish. I won't say that. Above average, but came back down to earth. Yeah. But again, if, if you're saying Geno Smith at four and one fifty or thirty seven and a half is in play, Derek Carr has had six really good years mm-hmm. by the same standards. Like he, his whole career has been at the comparable level to what Geno did in Seattle this past year. And Geno had a pretty good situation in terms of a you know, team that's able to run the ball, pretty good supporting yep. cast, what have you. Good receivers so, and everything, yeah. I say 30 as a floor, he's going to make over 30 million. It's probably closer to, it's not going to be the 42 or 43 million a year he was going to make on his old contract. But yeah, I think it's, if you, if, if I had to guess on a four year contract, I would say he'd be up around $155 million or something like that. Now the guarantees and everything get sorted out after that, but you don't have the run that he's had as a starter and not get substantial money. $10 million more than the, the tweener starter. Uh-huh. Again, there are people that think Taylor Heineke is going to get $15 million a year, who, who has been a backup the start of each of the last two years. My own personal hot take on that, not necessarily Heineke specifically, but I think the projections, folks, and I could be proven dead wrong here in a matter of moments when he signs for 155 in New Orleans or something, talking about Carr, I think, I think teams are kind of waking up and not doing this as much anymore. Don't forget about the Watson deal last year that changed everything. Well, yeah, I mean the Giants amount of guaranteed money for a guy that is viewed as a superstar that's that's very young. But he hadn't played in multiple years. No, I know. I mean, and it, that deal was out of whack. I, I guess what I mean is the. But the out of whack deals change what other teams are able to do. No, too. for sure. I, I just I, I don't know how to say this the right way. I think teams that aren't particularly good aren't going to do this as often anymore. So I don't, to me, you get 37 with bidding, multiple teams doing it. I don't think you just you're gonna have magically the Saints, get it. You're going to have the Panthers. May, I mean, the, just to start, there's probably going to be four or five teams that are trying to get him. Sure, Panthers with the top 10 pick. What's what's the better way to go there? I, I'd imagine they'd probably... But, but you're having two conversations, in my opinion. You're doing the Danny Ruye what I would do thing. No, no, I'm saying I don't think teams are... are as willing to do this as often anymore. I think enough enough people have been bitten where but, the Colts got screwed or Washington got screwed. Uh, my response to that would be based on what? The Broncos last year gave up the world for Russell Wilson and then paid him sight unseen. Washington yeah. gave up an immense amount for Carson Wentz just last offseason. Precisely. And I think people are waking up and realizing so what, what Brandon Bean now. said. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be a sea change. That's a feeling I, I have. I can't okay. prove it. I mean, it's, it's going to take somebody's going to bid. trend is happening. You're saying now is when we're going to start seeing. It. I, I feel like that's a that we're going to start to see that more and more often. I think teams are waking up and are a little bit smarter. That you either need to be. We probably should see that. In, I don't think we will on on either extreme. But that middle class quarterback, I think, is going to start to go away. Yeah, I, I I think teams view quarterbacks as binary. Either I can win a Super Bowl with this guy, or I can't. And I think Derek Carr, based on how he's played, is viewed in the can. You can. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this guy can give you 30 touchdowns and 12 picks. I can win with that. 
So he now makes $38 million a year. And Gino just got thrown into that class, maybe. Because there's just such a desperation for it. There is. If you're picking in the top five, yeah, you shouldn't worry about Derek Carr. But if you're picking 12th, 13th, 14th, 16th, 18th, whatever it is, you need a quarterback, he's in play. I'm not saying, for the record, that that your idea is wrong. My point is just, I think there are two conversations. One, what should people pay? What should Derek Carr be getting? You know, should teams prioritize the draft or just roll with the Sam Howell? But the other topic is, what is he going to get? The reality of it. This is back to the old Cousins thing, right? He's going to get paid. Let's pose this question to you guys on the MGM National Harbor listener lines next at 800-636-1067. Would you rather the commanders go forward with Sam Howell on his rookie deal or kick the tires on Derek Carr? And do you want them to get in on this sweepstakes at all with him available? Is this something Washington should be considering? 800-636-1067. Grant and Danny on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Derek Carr is available, released today by the Raiders. Welcome back. We're Grant and Danny. You're listening to The Fan. Should Washington be interested in Carr? And this is the question. We'll hit the phones in a second. By the way, top of the hour, a little over 12 minutes from now, Alex Gold does radio in Kansas City. We'll ask him about Eric Bieniemy as an OC candidate. The Ravens are out. They have hired Todd Monk in Washington, one of the last teams standing with a defensive-minded head coach who could Offer Bienemy the chance to call plays. So it would make some sense that they're a finalist if he does want to leave Kansas City. And we'll talk to Alex about that. Now, I uh, think Carr's better than I think he gets credit for. I, I think he's a, a pretty solid quarterback. But I would much rather go forward with Sam Howell on a rookie deal based on where they're at right now in the, the Rivera era. If this was year one of Ron Rivera, I would be all about going and, and getting a, a three-year or whatever deal done with Derek Carr to, hmm. to try to uh, see where that went and to have the best quarterback you've had here in six years without question and, and to to basically just be into the pool of acceptable quarterback play, which they're not even close to right now. 
Um, but because I, I think this is a lame duck year, I don't want the next staff inheriting someone. And I think that uh, almost $40 million for him now in his 30s, a guy that doesn't move around a whole lot, um, is probably just not good business. Then I'll, I'll take my chances knowing it probably won't go great, but it can not go great on the cheap with, uh, you know, with, with Sam Howe. Howe. Um, so that's where we're at on it. Danny gave you his take uh, last segment as well. He, he doesn't even think as highly as I do about Carr and, and is out on the idea. But what about you guys? 800-636-1067. Andrew and Stafford, do you want them to call and, and see what it would take? I want them to call. I just want them to be smart. You know, I, I got I got no problem with asking questions and, and doing due diligence, but I really can't see anything in terms of what it would cost and what you're getting for all of that all, all that money that would make car worthwhile when we've got so many other things we got to get by, got to got to fix, and Powell proved he at least earned a chance to compete for the job. So I'd rather I'd like to see him go. Be the quarterback next year. And see what Appreciate we got. you, bud. Thank you, dude. I mean, for me, it's the I, I'm more con- I'm not concerned with this particular regime, right? The Riveras and the Martys. I'm here for the long haul. I'm here for the next ten regimes, hopefully, God willing. Right? This is really about the ceiling and the floor. The floor, if it's bad, that's great. It's not good for these guys that are in charge now, but it's good for the long term health of the franchise and organization. You'd be in a great spot to to go get whatever quarterback you'd end up wanting, right? If he's great, that's also great. It's simple and easy, right? The middle that they've been on, the Wizards plan, the uh, you know the Ron Rivera plan these last three years, you see where that gets you. It just gets you more of that. You're trying to recreate this magic that ain't there. So th- that's why I'm all in favor of, uh, of going with the youngster. The year the Raiders had their best defense with Derek Carr as their starter, they went 12-4. and four. Jack Del Rio was their head coach. Oh. Um, they made the playoffs, obviously. They went 12-4, and four, as I mentioned, but... While I think that it's easy to say, and, and I'm in the camp of saying, let's go rookie money, Sam Howell on the cheap, it's not as simple as everyone's going to want to make it. You can't pay a guy like Derek Carr. Well, you can if you want to get better at quarterback. And that was the point last offseason, right, was trying to get better at quarterback. Carr is better than Wentz has been for years. No one who runs a team wouldn't take Carr over Wentz. A lot of people were on board with trying last year to go get a quarterback. Maybe they got burned by Wentz, and that, and that's why they'll go in the other direction now. But maybe pre-injury Alex Smith is the only guy that I would say was even comparable to Carr that they've had post-Cousins, and they had a winning record with, with pre-injury Alex Smith. Got a really good defense, so you, you get solid quarterback play, you're going to win plenty of games. But it was Let's go to Larry and Bowie. What's up, Larry? Hey, Larry. Hey, how you doing? I was thinking this is Washington reminds me of a team that's always looking at the shiny object. And then on this Valentine's Day, they're trying to find a, another girl to take to the dance, and they just keep pulling up the same thing. I, I go with how. I look. I go all the way back to the day when they brought in Jeff George. He didn't work. McNabb didn't work. Wentz wasn't going to work. And now we're going to try again and probably have the same result. Uh, I've seen this movie before. It doesn't work out for them. No, it normally doesn't. Again, I, I would make the case, though, that it's not quite the same in that one of these guys is better than the other in terms of Wentz and and, uh, and Carr, just based on their track records. But uh, they've got an option now for no money at all, almost, in how. It might not be any good, right? but 
has the upside. Or we, we don't know yet. Like, there is an excitement behind the door until you open it. Now, if four games into the season, he's thrown one touchdown and five picks and he looks lost. Everyone will be mad. Hard to imagine. But you're in for another really long year. The staff's getting blown out. And you'll have passed up an opportunity to be serviceable at quarterback. Let's go to Matt in Warrington. Hey, Matt. Hey, this is a no-brainer. I mean, you, you keep the rookie, save the money, you buy offensive linemen. We won a Super Bowl with Mark Rippon. He was a – Rippon was a average quarterback, got sacked four times, right? And so, I'm, I'm going to let you finish. In, that, that was 30 years ago. I mean, that's just not that right. Patrick my point Mahomes is the offensive line – we just watched the Super Bowl on Sunday. Both teams had excellent offensive lines. Yeah, and they had Patrick MVP Mahomes. quarterbacks. Mahomes won his second but, MVP, and Hurts was the runner-up. Let me ask you this. What did Mahomes do against Tampa Bay with a crappy offensive line? He got to a Super Bowl, life. and he, they he lost. lost in the Super Bowl after yeah, winning the not MVP Not only that, award. they got embarrassed in the Super Bowl. My oh, point okay. is... That, that game didn't go well. That's fair. The game didn't go well. So you can always, if you have a great offensive line, then you can run the ball. He'll have time to pass. I'm just saying, you know, Carr seems like, yeah, is he better? Sure. But if he doesn't have a great offensive line in front of him, he's just going to be the next in a long line of failures. Well, here's where we'll see eye to eye. If you're bringing Derek Carr anywhere, you better have a line because he he does not move very well. Yeah. He, he's a couple years away from being Matt Ryan. Like, he's the kind of dude where if you're near him and you're breathing, he's going to fall to the ground. He is a pocket passer. This is, I would say, even less pocket mobility and mo- like out-of-the-pocket scrambling than Cousins. He is, you know where he's going to be. He's standing in that right. pocket making throws, and he, he's accurate, and he can sling it. He'll spin it really well, but he's not going to run away from anybody. He doesn't have that 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 sixth sense that, you know, Tom Brady moves around like I do, but still, you know, doesn't get hit all that often because he's got that sixth sense, that slide, that subtle movement, et cetera. I don't feel like Carr has that. Not many do, by the way. That's a pretty, that's rarefied air that we're talking about, guys that don't really move around and yet don't get crunched a ton. I'm not going to pretend like offensive lines don't matter. That is not my intention if it came off that way. But this year's Super Bowl was the MVP and the MVP runner-up. Last year, it was Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford. The year before, it was Brady and Mahomes. The year before that, Jimmy Garoppolo snuck in. San Francisco has been the fly in the ointment of the idea that you need a really good quarterback. But year in and year out, what you see is that your Brady, your Mahomes types, your Mannings, those are the guys getting to winning Super Bowls. Matt Ryan, the year he won MVP with Kyle Shanahan. Um, Cam Newton, the year he won MVP with Carolina. Like Super seasons for really good quarterbacks or Hall of Famers. Th- those are the guys at about a 90-some percent clip that get to the Super Bowl. There was a pass interference call, controversially, in the Super Bowl last year that allowed the Rams to have another shot at it, and Cooper Cup catches a touchdown. If that doesn't get called, you have the Cincinnati Bengals winning the championship. The reason I bring that up is Joe Burrow was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL last year, 51 times behind a bad offensive line. Got sacked nine times in a playoff game, and they won. You're not telling me that offensive lines don't matter, but we need to not do the, you know what happened in 1991 thing. We've got a lot of difference uh, in football now. Yeah, and that, that's a fair way to put it. And I jump on that because it is a trigger for me in a way when people are like, when we last won, Joe Gibbs did this. I was in diapers, bro. You doing the H-back thing? We can go have a beer now. We could sit in my living room of the house where I pay a mortgage. I was two when that happened. Like, that's that just... Let's talk about things that happened more recently. Because that's... The league has changed some. Grant and Danny on the fan. Alex Gold's based in Kansas City. Want to talk to him about Eric Bieniemy? We'll continue to weave in and out of your calls as well. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.